Hello, friends. Um, this is editing Miranda coming to you from the future. <laughs> um, so, uh, very early on in this episode, you will hear me brag about how I have achieved higher goals as you know an audio engineer. Uh, I had two mics set up, right? Yeah. Long story short, the second mic failed. <laughs> Listen, I'm still learning, okay? This is only like episode five. It's just going to get better from here, okay? Um, so while I will brag about figuring out the microphone situation, turns out, turns out I didn't. But, you know, I figured it out. Um, not perfectly. Um, basically, I just had to figure out some kind of editing magic so that you could actually hear the guest in the background. So I will warn you, it's not the best audio you've ever heard, but it, it's not the worst. Hopefully. Oh my God. Hopefully not. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Enjoy the episode. Okay, bye. Hello and welcome to Nearsighted, a podcast by yours truly. I'm Miranda and today I have a special guest, you guys. Hi friends. Uh, Hello. My name is Kale Kirkpatrick uh, and I've known Miranda for quite a few many years. Oh my god. Wait, I think it was like 2015? 2014? 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I got a job at Starbucks once many moons ago. Sure did. And you were my manager. Well, shift well, supervisor. Yes, shift supervisor. And then, and then you, eventually manager. Yeah, and then you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I quit again. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, of all the jobs I've had, that was probably like the best job I ever had. Really? In the beginning, yes. That. Because when, we, when I first started working there, it was a new store. Mm-hmm. So everyone that was just like barista level was all new. The only people who like were existing employees were like the man, like managers, like shift managers or the store manager. So the rest of us were all just starting from the same place and no one knew anyone. So it was just like, we, and then I feel like everyone who was hired was kind of just like clones of the person who hired them. So we all just like got along so well. And then, you know, like many places and people, was flawed a little bit bit. took a little bit of time to realize it because I feel like everyone was on a high of like oh like go to work every day and like hang out with all my friends and then you know people's flaws started poking out and then shining (laughs) and then it kind of like fell apart from there but yeah yeah but yeah yeah I loved that job I had dreams all the time about working at Starbucks because it was just like with my friends all the time just making drinks we knew every customer that worked there that and was yeah, like it was a, a huge good time. part of what we tried to do there too. Was, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. when we first opened, you had this book and you're like, okay, we're going to write down. <laughs> it's kind of creepy if you say it out loud, but we didn't mean it that way. But it was just like, when we would meet a new customer, it would be like, you'd write down their name and like their drink, like to try to, you know, like make customer connections and all that. And it worked. Like we got to know our, like everyone. Yeah. So yeah. So good fun. times. It was fun for a while. For a minute. But yeah, so long story short, a bunch of management stuff changed. And then I 
ended up moving to Kale's store because like you were, well, he worked, I don't mind, I feel like I'm talking to you and then also the, no, the listeners at the right. same time. Guys, bear with me. It's been, it's been a week for the both of us. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like a bunch of management stuff. And then I switched to Kale's store because I was like, oh, a safe haven. Yeah. And he was like, come on, little chicken under the wing. I got oh. you. And then I was like, oh no, this place is just a little toxic to me. No matter where I am. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> Which, you know. I do still feel bad about because I didn't even put in two weeks. I was just like, so today's my last day. And you're like, please don't, please don't. Miranda and I was like, see ya. I was like, no, it was, I do feel bad. I think about it like once a year. I'm like, fuck, that's really shitty. But I was like crying myself to sleep every night. I'm so sorry. No, it wasn't your fault. I was doing that at the other store too. And then I switched and then it was fine for a while. And then I was like, oh, here we go again. And I was like, I gotta go. And it was kind of shitty, but I, Listen. You know, mental health. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I was like, in time, you'll understand. But for now, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, like, so many – I I took all the people from yeah. that first store. And pretty much every single one of them were like, yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you. So I was like, can you just not? Can, like, you, can you just stay for a minute? I don't even know. At least give me two weeks. Come right. <laughs> But no, I, I totally understand. Yeah, that was so long ago, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, you were always a good manager. It was just sometimes places get mm. a little toxic. Also, if you were listening at home, if you can hear whining in the background, it's the dogs. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I will say my audio engineer self figured out a way to record with two mics with the help of Kale. <laughs> he has a lapel mic. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm gonna buy after this. But but yeah, if you can hear background noises, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't have a soundproof room. So but okay. So it is June, which is Pride Month. And although we were gay, we are gay every day, you know, it's Pride Month. So I was like, who can I wrangle in to this podcast? No, just kidding. Kale was like, I'll be on it. And I was like, sweet, because it is Pride Month now. And well, I guess, we, I, you know, I could have premised this episode by saying that you're trans. Yes, I am a transgender male. So that means I was born, uh, I being identified as a female with female parts and like all the other fun things. And, um, you know, along the way, I was like, nope, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, something, something, something right. wasn't right. <laughs> Long story short, I thought it'd be um, on, just honestly just fun let alone you know informative etc to talk to someone about um who's trans just about like their experience and xyz i will say um because we're going to go through like a couple topics um i was going to say um when i met you in 2015 you weren't trans or you weren't at least i don't know obviously i don't know like how you were feeling inside but like well at the time you were identifying identifying as just lesbian okay but um, yeah, so at the time, I mean, that's what I assumed slash gathered <laughs> from our friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say like assumed because like, I mean, like sometimes you can be friends with someone not even know that they're that they're gay. So and that, you know, there's so many levels of it. But um, yeah, but I think that you were the first friend that I ever had that like came out as trans. And I have um, like a few trans friends now, but like, I don't know. It's, so it's just been fun to like watch you just like live your fucking life and like be yourself and like blossom and be like so this is who I am you know what I mean it was just like fun even if like 
I feel like for most of I we weren't like really not that we weren't friends, but we just like didn't run the same circles. I wasn't working for you anymore. Yeah. But I used to like watch from afar, you know, just like <laughs> whoa, you know what I mean? Like and yeah, obviously as I've gotten older and like have more experiences in the world and stuff like I have learned a lot more but I've never like talked to someone about them being trans and like ask them all these like podcast questions that we're going to talk about so yeah I'm excited (laughs) so okay I guess we'll talk about like the basic stuff so is there any like backstory you want to share like how you came out or (laughs) like um like did you grow up knowing you were gay or did you have to like come out as gay and then then come out as trans again, like... Yeah, it was a whole situation. A whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny. So, like, on the the being attracted to women piece, I remember very specifically, I was at a YMCA, like, youth summer camp. Summer camp. It's always camp. <laughs> and there were these hula girls, and yeah, <laughs> I fell in love with a hula girl. And, like, one little piece of her little, like skirt came off and Toulouse is barking continue (laughs) so one little piece of like her skirt like flew off and like landed near me and I was like this is it this is my moment and I like cherished this little piece of straw for like um but so that was kind of like I think I like women yeah um but in like now now as I'm older (laughs) uh and like you know I've done a lot of thinking about all the things in my life that I've gone through. Um, you know, I I grew up and I didn't really feel like I ever had a gender as a kid. Like, my mom was super cool about it. You know, we we did grow up kind of religious. Um, like, yeah, I was going to ask you that because I don't, I don't think I... Like, my dad's family was very Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we you know would do the holidays and go see them and go to church and blah 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 yeah um but like i think a lot of like his guilt about who he is as a person is based off of that yeah for sure and he took a lot of that out on me the older yeah so um but anyway so like my mom was super cool though always like she's been my rock for everything she would like I was like, I don't want to wear a dress. I want to wear boy clothes. Dresses are <laughs> stupid. And so she would be like, all right, cool. Let's go to the boy section. Yeah. Um, you know, she was just always so supportive of, like, everything that I did. I love that. Um, but then puberty hit. Mm. And I was like. A hard time for anyone, yeah. let alone. <laughs> I was like, what's this? What are these? What are those? <laughs> none of this is okay. Like, Take it back. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. And, like, I remember my grandma, she would, like come in, she was like, oh, look, you got little bee strings coming up. I was like, can you not? <laughs> Grandma. This is out of control. <laughs> oh, gosh. And bless her soul to this day, or well, um, up until she passed, she was always just like, when are you going to get a boyfriend again? Yeah. And I was like, oh, hate to break to you, honey. Grandma, we've had this conversation. Well, we never did. Because- oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the terrible thing, and we'll get to that later, but, um, you know, like, She's so traditional, and I don't think that she ever would have, like, been upset at me or anything. Like, disowned you or... Yeah, but she just wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, and that's hard because sometimes it's, like, like, there's people in my family who, like, are more traditional and, like, conservative and everything, but they're not, like, super old that I'm just, like, I just haven't told them because I just don't want... It sounds exhausting, and they're not Mm going to get it. I don't think that they're going to be, like, mad at me and, like, never talk to me again, but sometimes it's, like... 
it's just easier oh, this yeah. way like i'm i'm good you don't have to know it's fine <laughs> but yeah but i guess it's like obviously if you're closer to them it's just like it's a little sad yeah but but yeah so um i actually like i didn't really come out to my mom um like i moved out when i was 16 because i was like y'all are crazy gotta go um and so they my family moved to las vegas <laughs> so random. <laughs> they were like, "You're coming, right?" And I was like, "Absolutely not." No. Um, That's so random. Yeah. So I was working at Starbucks, um, and I had this like teeny little apartment. It was like a one bedroom apartment that I couldn't afford, and gas was like eight dollars a gallon. It was just a whole situation. Like in Vegas? Oh no, in, in Michigan still. Oh my gosh, it was so expensive. It back was then. really expensive. Hmm. Um, so I was working two jobs, um, and dating. And just so in my wild oats, because I was like, yeah. I'm a lesbian! <laughs> I can have sex for women! Rallying! Like, it was a lot. And yeah. so, I was working at Starbucks, and, like, my best friend was working there as well, and she was a lesbian. So we would, like, fight over all the hot girls in the store. <laughs> we would, like, go out and, like, wipe the tables and, like, fight each other. It was... <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then I was also um, the head chef at this wine bar, and um, at first the first person that I dated, kind of, like officially, because I did some fun things in high school. But the first person that I dated was like a customer because you know I don't do anything except for work. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, you know, I had posted a few pictures of this person that I took. So, like, we went out, like, on a date, and I did some photos, and we were, like, exploring all these, like, creepy places <laughs> in, in the city that I was in. And my mom just, like, one night texted or I think she, no, I think it was on Facebook. She was like, hey, I just want you to know that no matter who you are or who you love, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Mother. being difficult I like, <laughs> so i texted her i was like tell me what you know what are you trying to say and she goes you know what i mean and i was like i need you to say the words first because i ain't yeah not, i'm not reading into this on accident and then right like, like i need to know that yeah. you know what i know yeah. that you know <laughs> that i also know exactly. <laughs> so it came down to that she was like pretty sure you have a girlfriend and i was like <laughs> I do. <laughs> and what does that mean, yeah, mother? Like, say the word. Okay. And she was like, I just want you to know I love you. And yeah. She's like, I've, I've always known. Aww. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, this is cool. You're like, cool, because it was obvious. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Aww, nice. So, yeah. So then fast forward. Um, you know, I lived my life as a very, like, tomboy, dapper lesbian, as I used to, <laughs> as, like, think of myself and yeah um you know but like uh for so many years like I was struggling and like I really didn't even realize it I thought I just like had a really shitty childhood or you know I had just like bad relationships and you know like there was just so much stuff that was going on in my life (laughs) um but like so there were so many things that I was struggling with, just like with crazy relationships, um, you know, still dealing with stuff with my the relationship with my dad, which was like 
super toxic. Yeah. Um, and just like a bunch of stuff, like work was stupid and crazy. And I never realized that I also, a lot of the, I guess what the symptoms were, were a product of like dysmorphia and, yeah. and like not understanding that like my body did not fit who I am. Right. And so, <laughs> and, it, and this is funny. And I was thinking about this on the car, in the car on the way over, like, um, I think that a lot of my stories involve other people because I ran away from who I was for so long. Yeah. And so like, I tried to seek out myself in others. Yeah. And that's not cute or like good for them <laughs> in a healthy way in any way, shape or form or for me. But I, yeah. you know, I have learned a lot of things over the way, over the years. Yeah. And you're definitely not the first person or the last to do <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, but so then I met this person um, and it was like the first time that I ever, ever like was able to talk about um, my feelings about like my body and trans anything. Yeah. And like I was up at Michigan State for a while and I met a few um, trans people I was like, oh my God, these people are so brave. Like I could never do that, you know, because yeah. I'd never be able to see my grandmother again. And I would never, you know, like my parents would disown me more than they already had. And, yeah. you know, like all this other stuff. And so um, we talked like a lot about it. And um, I ended up finally like going to see a doctor and talking to my therapist about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I did like, we did some blood work and my doctor was like, you're like in the 90th percentile for having testosterone in like a cisgender <laughs> female. And I was like, oh, he goes, yeah. So um, the Checks fact out. that like, you know, there's, there's, if you need more proof. Right, right. Like this is how you're feeling. And yeah, even if your body isn't, necessarily aligning with like how you feel on the inside it's like well maybe it is I, yeah. like that's very validating I can yeah. imagine oh it totally was because you know I had the the conversations right with this person and mm -hmm. I was finally able to open up and like emotionally I felt validated but then I was also like this is biological proof yeah that like I am not what people have told me I have to be right um and like that was such a huge sigh of relief. I can imagine. I like, mean, I felt like a huge, like I felt like the way the world was off my shoulders. Yeah. Um, so then I had to come out. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I, let's do it. We're, I, you know, and I, I struggled with eating disorders, self harm, all of this, like so many mental health things for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to end up killing myself. Like if I, don't do this. Yeah. Um, cause I had already almost done that several times. Mm. Um, but so I made this sit and I was like, listen, I have to do this. Otherwise, like we're not, we're not existing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, like it. I don't like, <laughs> it. I don't like <laughs> it here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I had to tell my mom and like, mm -hmm. that was like one of the scariest things. That really? I ever, oh my God. I was so terrified. Even though she was so like, so like in your corner for being gay well yeah because i'm just crazy so <laughs> i would i'm just 
always paranoid and crazy about like yeah and, and it's a know, big deal too you know yeah. and especially like if your mom was always in your corner and like has always been that support it's like what if I lose that yeah and that was the biggest and that's, I feel like that would be I mean obviously everyone's situation is different but sometimes it's like having it and losing it mm-hmm. might be worse than not having it at all ever exactly like, that would scare me yeah too um so I was sitting in the back alley in Indian Village in Detroit. And Wait, is that mom. where you live? No, um, I'm in East English Village. So I don't know where that is. It's like in the hood. Oh, I so want to see. But I was like, tell me you haven't lived in Indian Village this whole time. Oh have not invited me over. Um, I was temporarily living in Indian Village for a little while in a okay. house uh, with this, this person that I don't associate with anyone, yeah. but um, it was behind one of the mansions. Oh God, I forgot what it, it was like an old beer company. Oh that, really? Like the, the owners of the beer company owned that mansion. Oh. And so like, it was so cool. I bet. Like there were like all, like there was an old shooting range in the basement. Really? And like, like old school, like elevators that like you had to like manual, like a pole elevator. Like the little and, ones, like. Yes, but bigger. Really? Yeah. Like you could literally like stand up in it. And, and <laughs> it was like, I don't know, you would have died. It was just, all the architecture was just incredible. Yeah. Like the whole thing. Was, I can imagine. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sitting in this back alley, sitting on the cobblestone in like the middle of summer. And I called my mom and like, it's hit or miss. Like she sometimes answers and sometimes don't, doesn't. So I was like, yeah. Don't answer, don't answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she answers. I was like, Hey, <laughs> oh, no. she was like, what's wrong? Yeah. Of course she always knows. And I was like, um, I have to tell you something and I just need to know that like, you're still going to love me. And she was like, what kind of fucking question is that? Like, (laughs) okay, what? And I was like, well, you know, I went to see a doctor um, and, you know, I told her all the statistics and everything to like try and make it. Validate it, yeah. Um, And I was like, but I am transgender and Mm -hmm. I'm going to start HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy. And, um, I, like I'm, I am a man and yeah. she was like, okay. Mm. And then I was like, but I also definitely have to change my name <laughs> and I don't want to offend you. Uh-huh. And she was like, I totally understand. I totally get that. She was like, wow. you know, I want you to be who you are yeah, and feel comfortable in your body because she's been there with me yeah. for all of oh. my shenanigans <laughs> and struggles. And I mean, I, ugh, I put that woman through the ringer. No. Because, um, you know, but like none of us knew. But so, okay. So my mom was perfect, lovely, beautiful woman. Um, What's your mom's name? Gail. Gail, I feel like I knew that. <laughs> yeah, she's so great. Um, then I was at that point in time managing at Normandy, and I had come out to 
customers that I had known for like six years. A lot of them were yeah. very conservative on top of my team. Yeah, especially in because that was that Royal Oak, mm-hmm. but it was like on the edge of like Birmingham ish yeah. area. It's right. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, like that, that, I mean, all the clientele that we had at that store was not my, not, it wasn't my, my time. <laughs> it was hard for me. It was wild. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's like, I've never even thought about that kind of dynamic where it's like people that you have some kind of relationship with, but they're not necessarily like friends or family, but it's like people you see like every day. I know like a lot of, a lot of these customers, but yeah. Oh my God. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Well, and it, it wasn't even like when I came out <clears throat> as a lesbian because like, I mean, I, okay. If you saw me back then, you could tell it was lesbian. They been new. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew. And a mohawk. Like it was the whole thing. Um, but like starting HRT and like all the physical changes to my body, like that wasn't something that I could hide. Yeah. And so I had to, and then like my pronouns and everything else, like every single day was a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. And although like I was kind of nervous about it, like the biggest hill was my mom. I was like super upset and like freaked out by that. Yeah. Um, but my customers, like I was still nervous about it. Not as much. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, if you don't, if you're going to be a jerk. I don't really care. Yeah. I can write you off easily, but yeah. not your mom. But they were so supportive. I love that. Like, it was so wild. And like, I don't know if you remember the group of old folks that would like just sit in the comfy chairs all day. I don't remember. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it took them a little while to like get with the new name, get with yeah. my pronouns. But then like, like I haven't, you know, I've been gone from that store for a few years and mm-hmm. like I'll pop in once in a while to like mm-hmm. get product or whatever and they'll be like, you look so good. Like, like look at that. I'm, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they were always just, I mean, they didn't understand, but you knew, you could tell. Like, yeah. They're like, what is this? Like trying, trying, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least like they were trying, like that's very, that's how, like, I feel like that's, yeah. Sometimes it means more that people like try, even if they're not like perfect or even if they like slip up or forget or like ask a million questions that may or may not yeah. be like offensive it's like okay well they're like they mean well absolutely i mean you can't only mean well you have to like just you know you have to be better <laughs> like that's the whole point of like human existence <laughs> is like being better every day yeah. but yeah that's that's awesome yeah i like that it was great yeah because i was gonna ask you like um because you've been a manager at i mean just at starbucks for like years and years and mm-hmm. like you said that you had you were like a head chef so like you've been in leadership positions for like my entire adult life. Yeah. Cause yeah. So I was just wondering, like, I mean, obviously like your, your staff was like friends of yours. And like, when you work with people that closely, it's like becomes a family. So, but like, how do you, you said that the store that you work at now, like everyone is gay or queer. Oh yeah. So I feel like that is like, obviously fun and easy, <laughs> but like, did you ever like having that kind of leadership role? Did you ever feel any kind of like pressure or like role model status or, or even nervous or like how did like the whole leadership part like play into you being gay or trans like did you ever feel like pressure or did you ever feel like well um to an extent because you know and especially like i represent starbucks on a lot of things Mm -hmm. um so like i always 
want to make sure that like everything that I do is perfect, I guess, quote unquote. But yeah. obviously, like the older I get and the longer that I manage people, I know that. <laughs> Like, I know that if I'm going to try to be perfect in everything, I'm going to end up killing myself. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I think realistically, you know, I've tried to find the perfection in imperfection. Yeah. Um, and really just being a support for, and like a safe space for trans partners because yeah. um, I was actually really lucky. I was able to do a speech at Wayne State um, a few years ago and talk about, um, you know, the, the healthcare that Starbucks provides and the coverage that we do, because um, even though a lot of companies provide healthcare these days, a lot of what surgeries that transgender people may or may not um, want to have mm-hmm. would be considered, um, like, Oh, like it's not um, I know you're thinking about like it's not like a necessary procedure it's um like when you get your teeth fixed it's considered cosmetic. like cosmetic yes. okay I wasn't sure that was the yeah, word yeah. you'd use for that kind of stuff they would consider a lot of things cosmetic and not cover it right where some of these procedures could be life-saving yeah um, because of like having dysmorphia mm-hmm. and all of these other like really horrible gnawing things yeah that eat away at your soul Right. Um, that you have to deal with every day unless you get surgery. Yeah. And so Starbucks covers those things. Um, That's awesome. Which is incredible. Yeah. And so, like, I actually had to have um, kind of a semi-emergency hysterectomy. Really? Um, I had polyps, and I was, like, mm. bleeding. And, like, after I'd been on testosterone for several years and yeah. just having, like, and I had always had, like, extremely bad like menstrual cycles and all yeah. that other stuff but i'm i also don't like doctors so i <laughs> never had gone to like seen a guy seen a see see a gynecologist <laughs> um so I, I finally had to go and she was like oh yeah like this needs to we need out. to do this yeah um and so i was lucky i guess in that way that i didn't need to like navigate all of that nonsense. Right. It was actually like written down. A doctor said, you need to get this. So yeah. there was no like asking questions. We're just like, oh, I have a doctor's note. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for so many women and then also transgender men, it's so difficult to even get that procedure. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, you might want to try you change your mind. Like, yeah. Stop. Just let us own our own yeah <laughs> if anyone's gonna know yeah it's gonna be me it's gonna be believe me. it or not pretty sure <laughs> not yeah. some fictional guy that i'm gonna marry and like have right with and like never <laughs> isn't it a thing i don't think it's a thing anymore and if it is it shouldn't be where like if you or if a woman wanted to get or a trans man wanted to get a like um yeah hysterectomy mm-hmm. you'd have to get like your husband's permission yeah husband's permission and you have to I think I have at least like two or three kids already no yeah it sounds archaic but I it, it's either I don't think anymore it can't be it is oh, that's disgusting yeah well and then also with like everything going on right now with mm. the legislation around reproductive rights like yeah. it's just it's so bonkers for me a dumpster even, fire yeah like the audacity that you all have thinking that if there's one thing men have, no offense, it's oh, the audacity. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I like to say that I am 
not hybrid. I'm the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just perfect. I mean, <laughs> I have no qualms. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, that's, like, that shit is wild. Yeah. Do you ever have any guilt, like, that you could get the surgery easily when other people couldn't or that you have a supportive mom when other people's don't or, you know, or, I don't know, let me rephrase it, I guess. Like, when I, like, my coming out story was just, like, it was so easy and, like, it wasn't, like, the easiest thing I've ever done. It wasn't, like, perfect or anything, like, Mm -hmm. but it was just, like, but generally speaking, it was, like, a good experience for me. And a lot of times I, I, like, feel guilty about that because even, like, my closest friends, do not have like that kind of support or had like a hard time or you know like family issues or like blah 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 like do you ever do you ever feel that um i kind of did to an extent when coming out as trans but when i came out as a lesbian i was actually i had um i was struggling a lot yeah it wasn't as easy no and so of course well not of course i don't know whatever um i ran to the church uh, i know plot twist (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so i actually went to church like three days a week i taught sunday school i did bible study how i was in a like book club book as in the bible (laughs) book as in the bible but also like off off yeah how old were you i was i think like between the ages of like 14 and 16. Oh, okay. So it was like when you're still living at home and yeah. Okay. And it was a struggle yeah. back then. Um, and also <laughs> my best friend who I thought was like super hot was like unavailable every Wednesday. And I was irritated by that. So I was like, I'm just in with you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And you know, I tried to find, uh, you know, at, at that point in my life, I really tried to find, my purpose in yeah. scripture and then it was so funny because I would be very combative with like a lot of the ideas that they would talk about in the sermons and like you yeah. know it was like at the book club or whatever and it was like me and a bunch of like older weight ladies yeah <laughs> and, and they were like you're so radical <laughs> like I, I would have never thought of it that way and I'm like I know Linda like I know you only think the one way you're in this bubble. Yeah. I am not the bubble. <laughs> I am the one. I'm the needle coming to pop the bubble. <laughs> you ever watch SpongeBob? The dirty bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I came out to them and I lost every single one of my best friends. Really? That, you know, like I had spent, countless hours and countless days with, I, you know, I couldn't talk to my grandmother about, you know, anybody that I was dating. I was just like, had friends come over and hang out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, how do you not know? Right. (laughs) Um, And then realistically, like the biggest guilt that I have and that I, that I always will have, um, is you know i think i mentioned my my grandma just passed recently mm-hmm. and so she already didn't know that i was attracted to women and dating women let um, alone and then i started um transitioning mm-hmm. and i knew that was probably the end of the time that i could spend with her really and it was so 
that was realistically what one of the biggest things that like made me hold off for so long Mm -hmm. but it got to the point where I was like and I mean if anybody's had like if anybody out here listening has ever dealt with like hormonal imbalances you know how like I mean my mood swings were like crazy Mm -hmm. I I would go from being like super happy to like crazy suicidal in like it like if one person said something and I just Mm -hmm. overthought it yeah um and I just was like, I have to do this. Like, yeah. And so, um, that same year she actually had a pretty bad fall. Um, and we didn't know if she was going to make it. Mm. Um, so I like shaved the little peach fuzz that I had had at the time. Cause I was like, mom, look, I shaved. And she's like, I can't tell. <laughs> and I was okay, like, no, honey. look, I got stubble. And she's like, no, you don't. I was like, I swear to God, the black black shadow. And she's like, you're stupid. But so um, I was able to go and visit her. But like, she didn't know who I was at all. Um, But then she ended up in, she ended up getting better. um, And then had been just like in hospice um, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there was like, she never called me. There was one night she like called my cell phone. And I was like shocked because every time I would call her she'd be like I don't have your number and I'm like yeah you do you write it down every time I call you and I call you at least once a week and she's like no you've never given it to me never I'm like well let me give it to you now then uh, keep it safe so she called me and it was like midnight and I was like Grandma G. Grandma? <laughs> so I answered, and my voice had, like, started to drop at this point. And I was like, yeah. hello? And she goes, oh, I've got the wrong oh. number. <laughs> no. I was like, no, no, no. You're like, I, <clears throat> hi, Grandma. Yeah, I'm like, trying to change it. I am a <laughs> Hi, hi. How are you? Why are you calling me? That's I so funny. Um, but uh, this last month, uh she had kind of taken a turn for the worse and like she had been declining for a while but yeah um i hadn't been able to go see her at all because now yeah I'm very floofy <laughs> and um and like i would tell my mom because like my mom would fly out to go visit her mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to come and see grandma and she's like i don't want you to change who you are and yeah I'm like, it's not changing who i am I understand, like, and, you know, she was trying to protect, it's, like, a whole situation. Yeah, I... It was very difficult. Yeah, I couldn't even begin to understand, like, how to, how I would, I would navigate that. Yeah, That's, and then I'm, so like... so many layers. It was bad. It was just bad. And so, for the last, like, three years, I've just had this enormous guilt. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where, like, I would ask for her number all the time and mm-hmm. never call because yeah. I was just afraid and I think running away from like my own guilt about doing something for me Mm -hmm. instead of just like making it easier for other people yeah Yeah. and I I've always done that like that's you know I've my entire life I always try to put other people first and Mm -hmm. and do as much for everybody else as I can meanwhile (laughs) I'm like right running myself ragged Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but uh I was able to go visit her um her last two days and really um 
luckily you need to wear a mask anyway in the thing. So I just put a gator on. And yeah. Like, okay. But, um, you know, she was super out of it and yeah. just didn't so know she didn't really, she was. And, yeah. But, um, but the first day that I went and saw her as I was leaving, um, I said like, you know, she was basically sleeping the whole time. And I was like, Hey, um, I gotta go. And she like looked up at me and actually like looked in my eyes and, mm -hmm. um, she was like, we need to get you, we need, to, I need to walk you out to the car. And I was like, <laughs> you need to walk me out to the car, it's all good. And she, yeah. and then she, she was quiet for a little bit and then she looked at me again and she just said, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you don't need to like make me hate everything. <laughs> Aww. Aww. But I mean, cause you know, she, she got a lot of flack. Um, She's just a very strong, bold woman her whole life. And, yeah. you know, didn't always rub people the right way. But, <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I was, you know, she always stood up for me and I always stood up for her. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind awesome. of like her her last bit that she said to me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I still feel guilty about not being able to be there for her for the last couple of years of her life. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand that. It's hard, like, for, for anyone. I can imagine that being hard, but especially when you're, like, a people pleaser and you're not used to putting yourself first. It's like, and then on top of that, something that's so, like, life-changing and important and heavy, whether it's, you know, even if it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like, because yeah, you can't, like, not... you. You know what I mean? Like, no, you can't not. Like, you have to, like you said, you you had to just do it or else there was going to be nothing, like, left for you, you yeah. know? Like, so it's hard when you have to, like, finally put yourself first, especially with, like, people that you love. But, I mean, yeah, I'm really close to my grandparents. Um, well, like, my maternal grandparents, my grandpa died a few years ago, but I'm still close to my grandma. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I understand it's that I love grandparents are the best. And I feel like they they do like understand us in a way that even parents can't. Yeah. And I mean, I understand how like emotional it can be like talking about grandparents, but I mean, I'm sure you know that if she was, you know, like wasn't getting older and like you know, like if she was in her right mind and you had that opportunity to tell her like in a different in a different yeah. life or a different way. Like she would have like understood and still been there for you. And you would have still like had each other's backs. Yeah. So. Well, and that was like what was so frustrating to me because like realistically, you know, I think again, like you said, in another lifetime, it would have been so easy for me yeah. to just talk to her and she would have been like, okay, I don't get it, but whatever. Like, yeah. You're still you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I love you. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, uh, you know, and that's why, like, I'm so very much an advocate for some of these younger kids that I've employed over the years that are trans. And yeah. they're just terrified to, like, come out to their parents. And, mm -hmm. you know, they don't know if they have a place to go if they do. And, right. and like, or, or even, you know, where to start, like, who to talk to, who to, like, all, there's so much There's so, yeah. And there's not... Well, what's great about our area is, like, we have affirmations. There's the Ruth Ellis Center. There's mm -hmm. quite a few, like, 
um, resources, really good resources um, around in the state. But even still, like it's very difficult to navigate. Like I haven't even legally changed my name yet because really? there's so much legal stuff that goes into it, mm-hmm. and like. I have to have like a letter from a psychologist telling, like, saying that I'm not crazy, which is just so <laughs> stupid. Sorry. Like, you can get married and change your name you and can, not have to have that. You can buy a gun with no yeah, exactly. paperwork. <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. We won't get down this tangent, but like, <laughs> like, you have to explain yourself with written letters and legal papers just to tell someone who the fuck you are. Yeah. So fucked up. Well, I had to have several letters just to start my um, hormone therapy. Really? Not just like from your doctor and like psychiatrist? Doctor, psychiatrist. And then I also had to have a letter of like, I don't know exactly what the term is because it was so long ago, but it was Mm -hmm. like basically written consent knowing that my body would be changing. And I was like, yeah, that's like... That's like the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I, I guess I get it, but it is like ridiculous because it's like but I feel like that's like the point of like having like a therapist or like a psychologist where like they talk you through it and it's like yeah like you know because that's like a that's a big thing to like navigate yeah you know and And everyone's stuff is different it's like you know obviously like you're an you're an adult so you like if it like for kids you know it might be different to like figure it out especially when they don't have like their own like not that adults all have safe places but Oh, yeah. No. No, and, like, I totally get the premise of it. I think more but of it, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> I think more of the legal side of things is where... Is what, like... It's just so silly. Yeah. Because, obviously, like, people will know, like, how they feel and who they are. But that is obviously important to be, like, okay, like, we're going to walk through this, like, step by step together so you know what to expect. So you're not, like, blindsided and then, like, feel like you are going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then it's, like... But, yeah, the legal stuff is what makes it feel, like, icky. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just, just stop. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I can only imagine or, like, begin to imagine. Obviously, I don't have my own, like, experience. But, yeah. Well, and that's, like, a thing about being an ally is yeah. you, know, you can learn and, and <clears throat> try to understand. And, like, obviously, you're not going to, like, you're not trans. So, like, you're not going <laughs> to, yeah. like, have those experiences. But yeah, but. Being able to listen and, like you know, be there for other people and like put things out on a podcast for yeah. people like to, I mean, it's more like understood even since like I started transitioning. Yeah. Um, but it's still a very, like, I mean, <laughs> I even have a, a peer coworker that doesn't even know how to pre- like say LGBT <laughs> and like they still screw it up. It's just letters. I'm, like, it's- it's they're like lbq whatever and i'm like oh my god like write it down have it on your phone to look at four letters yeah you don't have to worry about the rest yeah (laughs) just start with the four yeah but um, yeah there's so much yeah there is (laughs) um i was okay so as someone who is i mean i'm part of the lgbt community but i'm not trans Mm -hmm. as we've discussed Um, and, like, I was saying, like, you're the first, like, friend I ever had that, like, I you were the first, like, up row, like, see, I had to be, like, oh, okay, let's, like, what do we got to learn? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, now I feel like probably 90% of my friends are gay or, you know, yeah. in the community. But it's, like, I'm still trying to, every day I'm trying to, like, learn more and, like, under, I mean, I've always been interested in just, like, understanding people 
better. Um, there's just so much to fucking learn. Like, because I grew up in such like a little bubble of only believing and knowing like one way of everything that I'm yeah. just like, oh, tell me about your shit and like your stuff. And like, how do you think? And like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, so just like interesting. And I mean, I lost my train of thought. I totally. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just exciting to me. And it's just like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an ally. But I'm like, Brandon, you're gay. <laughs> like You're in it, but I'm also an ally. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I just think it's important to like learn also like, I just want to, you know, like I, um, like I said earlier, like I've never like talked with any of my trans friends about like, what's your trans experience, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's important. Um, I lost my main train of thought, but. No, that's totally, well, and here's the thing too. There are so many people in our community and not all of them <laughs> are allies for the transgender community. Yeah. And a lot of them are actually like, opposite <laughs> yeah i mean which is wild like even just like i haven't experienced it firsthand and i don't have very many friends anymore that experience it but even just like being bi in this community mm -hmm. like people get a lot of fucking slack for that too and it's just like oh, yeah. wait a minute that's the second letter <laughs> like oh wait the third. <laughs> oh no do you know what i mean i'm like yeah. it's just like wait wait, wait 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 like what what the fuck yeah. it's just like so there are a lot of like um what's it called not double-sided. What's the word? What am I thinking oh of? God, I don't know. My brain's not working anymore. Um, like <laughs> double double standards. Yes. That's it. Yes. When it's just like, wait, wait, wait. I thought we were all being gay and doing our thing. But then yeah. it's like people are still like really judgmental. Wait, and sorry, it's you're like, you're not gay enough. Yeah. I was, oh my God. I was talking to um my best friend slash manager. She has a couple stepkids and she herself is bi. And her kids are like, the kids are getting older. And one of them they like came out to their parents as awesome. being bi yeah. and so my friend has been like oh this is so fun like I get to like watch <laughs> them bloom and like do their thing and it even like it's been like a learning experience for them too because I think that they're like 11 or something so like they're little like they're in yeah. elementary school but it's just kind of like rooting them on like from up close and afar but also being like what's happening like yeah. do you know what's happening like, but she yeah <laughs> but she was telling me that she went on a field trip um with them the other day and one of their little friends was like oh, are you blah blah blah's mom and she was like well i'm their stepmom and they're like oh you're her nikki because like that's what like they would call her like their nikki um and then like they were talking about like being gay and stuff and this like um their friend was like well but you're married to their dad so like you're not gay and she was like why do, I have to, why do I feel like I have to explain myself to a nine-year-old right now about my sexual orientation? And she was like, well, you can, being bi means you like girls and boys. I just happen to be married to a right. boy and like getting all like up in arms about it. And she was like, you're nine. Like, I don't have to explain myself yeah. to you. Yeah. You're supposed to be the woke generation. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously like they're kids and like that doesn't mean that they don't know anything. But yeah. you know what I mean? But that made me laugh because I'm just like, you're being attacked by a nine-year-old being like, you're not gay enough. And she's like, fuck you. But also like, she can't say that because they're nine. Yep. Like just pushing them over at the zoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I feel like a lot of times we just have to like, or even if we don't have to, we feel like we have to like defend ourselves. Even if you're not actually like actively justifying yourself out loud to someone like sometimes like in my brain i'm like Miranda, why are you trying to justify this to yourself like you know you're gay who the fuck can, you know what i mean but it's just like oh yeah yeah it's a thing it's there's so many levels like you said and i don't think it like ever stops but um no. <laughs> i was gonna ask you oh this is this is my train of thought oh. earlier i see i should have just looked at my notes 
Okay, so back to my train of thought from forever ago. When I was like thinking of questions to ask, I mean, they were just basic, you know? Yeah. But then I was like, I was like, well, maybe I should like look up like good questions or something. I don't know. I was like, there's probably things that are like, would be really interesting to hear. Or like, I don't know. I was like, should I look up? And it was all like top 10 things not to ask a trans person. I'm like, okay, I know what not to ask. But I was like, I maybe know. there's like something that's not just like, so how did you know? You know what I mean? Like yeah, the basic, yeah, yeah. like, not that it's boring, but it's just like, obviously we're going to talk about these things. But, um, but yeah, I found, um, I was reading, an, it was like an Odyssey article, mm -hmm. but one of the questions on there was, um, that I wrote down that I, that I wanted to ask you was, um, have you experienced any like male privileges? Like now that you, um, like visibly are a man, not just like feeling it inside or like before you transitioned or whatever, like, do you think that strangers who may or may not like realize that you're trans like treat you differently because you're a man oh 100 percent. yeah it's actually gross Ew. like <laughs> like and it was so funny because i remember the day that i was like oh i guess i'm passing now that um, yeah that's what i was that's what i was trying to say passing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i was like visibly trans <laughs> male passing beard and it's, large. it's visible yeah. um i was so, like, I would always get hit on when I was, like, even as, like, a kind of butchier lesbian. No, I remember working at Starbucks and old creepy guys would hit on you and you'd literally be like, I'm dating a woman. I'm gay. <laughs> and then every day they would come in the next day and just try harder and you're like, ew. No, stop. <laughs> just being so creepy. Yeah. So, it literally went from that to, hey, brother. How are you doing, my man? Ew. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? And then I wasn't getting hit on anymore. And then I was like, huh. okay. And then not like, feeling as objectified. Yeah. Oh my god, that's fucked up. It, not that I want you to be objectified I mean, not, as a man, but you know what I mean. Not that it was, but yeah, no, it was so so dumb. And then like my entire career as like a professional person. I've always been like high performing. I've always been able to like succeed pretty well at mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah. I was always a bitch. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Or do you mean like, like because you were me, Okay, I see yeah. what you mean. This I mean, is I like no, I'm like just a, I as a bitch. <laughs> I thought you meant like you have no I, I see what you're saying yeah. like you you're not allowed to be like assertive or know what you want and what you're trying to do without being called a bitch yeah. I see what you mean like literally one of my DMs said that I was a brat <laughs> to my face I was it's like, like no I just know what I'm saying and I'm confident in what I'm saying and I know yeah. yeah okay I know what you're saying <laughs> so now I can say the exact same things that I would have and no I'm about to fucking eye and nobody bats up at me and they're like Ew. that's an amazing idea and I'm like, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. that's it's yeah, gross. it's gross. It's wild. So especially on that point, like one of the things that like, I'm actually glad about that experience of like being able to see both sides of the coin. Yeah. Especially like in the same, like for like while working the same job, same job, same store, yeah. same customers. And the only thing that changed is that I look like a man and sound well, I am a man. But yeah, I to them was 
like some of them thought I was a completely different person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's just, yeah, some people are just. It's so mm-hmm. dumb. And, you know, so like being able to be, be male presenting and like be perceived as a man, um, I try to use my voice to stand up for women, um, mm-hmm. especially in a professional setting when like a female is like, hey, this idea. And then the normal like some man comes along and says, says the, the same thing. thing and then they yeah. listen to like, you know, I, I stand up and make sure that people are being heard. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Someone's got to fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> so much trauma. Truly. I, I feel like we may have touched on this already and then we don't have to like yeah. dive into it if you want to, or if you already talked about it, but um, like the hardest part of transitioning, I feel like we've touched on, but mm-hmm. what was like the easiest part for you? Just being like, cool, this is actually who I was the whole time. Or was there something like small that you wouldn't think, or like, I don't know, it doesn't have to be like the easiest or whatever, or like something like fun or like exciting that was more of a, you would think would be small, but then ended up being like a big thing to you or something like, I don't know how to word it. My brain is so bad. <laughs> it's okay. We can also skip it too, if you want. No, I, um, I'm just a terrible person. So like, <laughs> I know what you're going to say to say it. <laughs> so when you, as, as a transgender male, when you start taking testosterone, like your downstairs situation goes from small to not small. Yeah. So that was really interesting to it, be it like, it was like growing pains, but like really down there. Yeah. And there were like several days where I was like, I got to go home. Like, <laughs> I can't be here. <laughs> I excuse myself. I was like, this is, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> this isn't it. Um, but yeah, so th- that was something that was small and, that you didn't like <laughs> literally something small. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never, I've never thought of that. Yeah, I, wow, I, so much I to learn. traumatized half of my team because I was like very candid about it. And yeah, like, they were all transitioning with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, y'all are coming along. I'm yeah, right. yeah, because I mean, like when you're seeing people every day, it's like, what are you going to do? Not tell anyone? That's no fun. You got to be like, guys, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I think it's exciting. But. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. I love that. <laughs> um, That's funny. But yeah, I don't know. I think just like, like something so small as like feeling my little peach fuzz flapping in the wind when I had flapping. My, oh my God. It was so funny. Cause I was like driving. And I had never experienced like hair on my chin. Yeah. And I had like the biggest. <laughs> it was just like I, you could. It was just a couple of tendrils. Yeah. Of hair. <laughs> but like one day I had the window open and they were just like, Ehh. and I was like, oh. <laughs> you guys seeing this? Yeah. I was like, hello. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like driving down Woodward and I've got like the mirror o- like open and I'm like looking, probably causing like several swerving. <laughs> That's funny. It's just like three hairs and you're just like, I've made it. (laughs) I love that. That's fun. (laughs) Um, So just like in general, what are, have you experienced like people being hurtful or trying, like trying their best, but like actually kind of saying like hurtful or offensive things? You said you like, it didn't really bother you or anything or like, 
Um, any people like, like assumptions of your experience or anything? Or has well, it been like, okay, for the most part? Weirdly enough, enough because it, well, and especially now, because I am so like, quote unquote, passing, mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of like transphobia or like weird stuff. <clears throat> and funny enough, um, my ex's father literally did not believe that I was not born really male gender. <laughs> he was like, he literally was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. He is a man. You're just like, I got lots of legal papers. You want to read them? <laughs> um, but like it, 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 even like he was not like, I wouldn't say they were transphobic. In, in, just like, like didn't outwardly. get it. Just, like didn't get it and didn't yeah. think it was like normal. Yeah. Which whatever. <clears throat> um, but after he knew me for quite a while, he ended up being like, the lead on his little like construction team of like transgender like in the workplace because no they had like um a trans female um transition in their in their like construction office mm-hmm. and he like let up how to like not be an asshole to trans people i love and that like, oh my god that's so cute <laughs> but he still never thought that i was like a trans baby stuff yeah he's like i still don't believe it (laughs) does that feel a little validating a little yeah i've done the things right i am what i thought i needed to be right yeah fuck yeah (laughs) that's funny but yeah and and i mean i think realistically like the biggest hurdle was and still is for some people that have worked for me for forever who know who knew me as brie Mm-hmm. Um, the name change was really hard. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know why, but mostly probably just cause I'm like a lunatic and like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm very out there. So a lot of people know me. Um, right. so I think that was really hard. And then for a couple of people, like going from she to him mm-hmm. were really a difficult challenge. Um, but actually one of the the most disappointing um, things that I guess I went through was um, the initial person that um, like helped me feel comfortable and safe in transitioning. Like forever before. Forever before. Um, like I had initially said that I wanted like they them pronouns mm-hmm. because they did too, and um, and then as I started transitioning, I was like. I want to go by he, him pronouns. Yeah. And that was such a huge, like. They didn't like it? No. And they, like, fought with me about it. <laughs> and I was like, it's not it, yours to yeah, decide. Like, right. this is who I am, not mm-hmm. you. And, like, I'm forever grateful for them to, like, give me that safe space. But then they right. also turn it into a really toxic. Um, That's so wild. Yeah. So, like, we were saying before, like where where is the double standard like where's the line people will be okay with some of you and not the rest like people will be okay with you being lesbian but not bi or being gay but not but or being gay and trans but then your pronouns is what trip them up like what yeah where was the that i feel like not that pronouns aren't important but of all the other things like that's that's just what just what you call me like you know what I mean? Like, obviously, pronouns are important because it's who you are, but it's, like, you're fine with me being trans, but you only want to call me a certain thing yeah. while I'm trans. Like, I don't know. It was just, and, like, like I said, there's just so much toxicity, and I think, you know, it's not, it's not 
sectioned off or whatever, like exclusive to one minority group of humans. Yeah, like there's or, not like tiers of out. It's not, or there's not supposed to be tiers of what kind of ally you are. It's supposed yeah. to be, are you, do, are you or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I just it. My brain can't comprehend it. Like people who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, but then they still have these weird like borders and like yeah. weird boundaries. I don't know. But well, it's so funny. It's like we're on this earth for such a short time. Yeah. And there are just so many people and like the older I've gotten, I've just realized that people are garbage. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is just like how we were conditioned and how we grew up and then just the society that we live in. Yeah. Obviously like um like for me and a lot of people like growing up in a religious circumstance, you know, th- that's your like what fucks you up sometimes, but totally. even people who like were never religious and I don't know. I lost my train of thought again. It's just it's <laughs> wild to me. It's, wild. it's like you can be accepting, but only up to this point, and then and then I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> People are very self-serving, I think, and and yeah. I think um, it, it, like even the most accepting people on the outside, they're not always. Yeah. So you have to just take everybody with kind of a grain of salt. And yeah. See where they're at. Yeah, and that's also a lesson you have to learn just in life in general, no matter how you like identify or whoever the fuck you are or whatever you're doing, you know, it's just like, you have to learn that people are going to let you down. Oh yeah. You know? And it's like, you just got to learn it at some point, you know? (laughs) And obviously that person was very pivotal for your life and your like experience. But then it's like, okay, you're good. You helped me for like a while. And now I like, I'm going to go, you know? I was like, I can't. And you just kind of like be like, okay, well I, I'm going to take what I learned and like the good parts and so yeah, I guess. And it sucks, but it's like, you have to, instead of like, cause I assume you don't talk to them anymore. Cause it's like, you know, you can't, you can't, you have to be able to like cut people out when they don't, when they're not serving you anymore, when, when there's nothing positive, or even if there's just a little bit of negativity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's hard for people too, because it's like, especially if it's like with their families or like a sibling who is part of their family, (laughs) whether it's like their family or like a friend or whatever it is. It's like, well, like part of like some of it's positive. Like a lot, like some of my friends who like, they love their parents. They've always been close to their parents, but then their parents don't like that they're gay. And I'm like, you can, I know you love your parents and I know it's way easier said than done, but like you can just only share parts of your life with your parents, you know, like obviously they know you're gay and whatever, but like if they don't, if they're not into it and they're making you feel like shit about it, you don't have to talk to them. Yeah. And I mean, obviously way easier said than done. And it's oh, hard yeah. to like give only parts of yourself to people or like make your yourself only partially available to people. It is hard, but you're allowed to do it. And if you can't fucking cut them out, you know, like you have to be selfish in some ways or else you're going to fucking drown and be miserable. And for what, for them to still not, yeah not accept everything about you <laughs> well and that's why no. i've been caught in so many toxic relationships over the years yeah <laughs> you're just like well there's some positives <laughs> yeah um, but yeah and you know like again like the older i've gotten the more i've learned that and learned how to navigate that space because it is yeah. hard like it's hard to let people down and especially if you're yeah. like especially like i am <laughs> yeah no i feel you especially i can imagine what it's like you're letting someone down because of who you are, not something you did or like something you said, but like you're letting them down because you are who you are. Like yeah. 
oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a, just a yucky space to be in. Yeah. Like, you know, why are you let down? Yeah. Because of me being who I am, like, how is this affecting you? And then two, like, just, you know, being able to navigate. And, and of course, like, it depends on the, the type of relationship, too. Yeah. So it's like, if it's a lover or a friend or a family member, like, those are all such different spaces. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, dealing with people sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I feel like I've learned a lot. I love hearing other people's experiences and perspectives and, and everything. Um, okay. So to wrap it up, I feel like we've had a good discussion. I really enjoyed it. What would you say to people listening? Like, how can we be better allies or better friends to the trans community? Um, you know, I think a lot of us are just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the trans community faces, um, you know, so much <laughs> on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We have one of the highest rates of being murdered mm-hmm. um, in this country, and, and not even just this country, just the world. Yeah. Um, and there's so many laws and legislation that are either currently in effect um, or they're trying to put into effect um, to harm us. Yeah. And like we're we're people too, and we have absolutely every single right to experience life Mm -hmm. just like everybody else right um so you know first off do your research um vote correctly please (laughs) (laughs) that really helps um uh, but also like you know listen like be an open ear if you do something or say something wrong if you misgender somebody if you say something offensive learn and be better Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we talked about, humans just need to be better. Just be better. <laughs> um, <laughs> try. Yeah, exactly. And just try. Like, just tr- like obviously, like you said, you can't understand my experience, but mm-hmm. um, just you listening and wanting to learn and know more—that's um, huge. Uh, and and like just being able to help out, to stand up for others. Like, don't let don't let the bullies win. Thank you so much for sitting and talking with me. I've been wanting to have more people on. And I think that this is just like an important thing for people to like sit and listen to, especially for people who like might, might not have like friends or like people that are like literally like close, like yeah. nearby <laughs> to like see and like hear like firsthand experience. Because I mean, people can do as much like research and things as they can, which is equal as important. But after a while, it's like, okay, like, I research all these things that people might feel, but it's like, it's different. Like to get to yeah. know someone because it's like the, the person is like, what's important, you know, like it's yeah. well, and everybody's it's more, experience is different. Like yeah. my trans experience is so much different, different than, than anyone else's. else's. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. Oh my so yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you again. That would be great. We'll talk about something else. Some more trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Nearsighted. Besides all of the audio issues, I think that it was a very genuine conversation that was just beneficial to have and I think will be beneficial to listen to. So again, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.